This is Podcast Game Show, the first trivia quiz show built exclusively as, well, a podcast. In each episode, we put a new contender to the test. It's season two, and this time, it's all about your favorite social media personalities and experts. Play along and find out what they really know. That's a good question. 20 contenders, four finalists, only one winner. Who will it be? Let's find out on Podcast Game Show. I'm Brandon Biard. Okay, we are back with another episode of Podcast Game Show. Getting towards the end of the season here, and I'm really excited to start wrapping things up with Nick Cullen, who is brave and took the time to join us today. Nick, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man, what is going on? I already told you, my palms are already starting to feel a little sweaty, man. I'm, like, amped for this. <laughs> I was playing the intense thinking music for Nick, and he's like, oh, God, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> I'm, I'm psyched, man. I never I never actually had a chance to listen to a podcast that was like this. So after I heard a few of your episodes, I was like, one, I'm either going to do really good or just suck horribly. Or, and two, like, it was actually pretty uh, contagious, like, listening to all your episodes. I'm really excited to be a part of this cool little podcasting format you got going on. Well, appreciate that. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I think we're going to enjoy listening to this episode. I wish you luck. Now, before we get started, I will say Nick is in New Jersey. You're about, uh, you're from Vernon, New Jersey, and you are currently about 25 minutes outside of New York City. Is that right? Yep. I was actually born and raised in Vernon, New Jersey, and I live, if for any people who are in the New York area or in New Jersey, I'm, I'm like 25 minutes away in Essex County, and I actually live in Roseland. So, yep. So if anyone who wants to stalk me, that gives, that gives you a good uh, breadcrumb. <laughs> leave Nick alone. He just got married. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Nick. So, uh, and I'll talk, I'll briefly introduce our audience and we'll come back and talk um, a little later on. So Nick started his entrepreneurial journey. I would say Nick is an entrepreneur. At a young age, built a growing business for himself without a college degree. Very cool. And followed the unconventional path in life. Nick believes that inside of every successful self-made person is a poor kid who followed his dream. That's cool. Definitely. So following your dreams. I love that. That's a definite theme and a new podcast I'm about to start. That's really cool. I love to hear that. And Nick can be found on secondflightacademy.com. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But Nick, I think we should just get right into it. Ease some of that stress that you have. I want you to feel good about this. Yeah, totally, man. Give me, give me some t-ball pitches, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a couple things that you need to know to get started here. So, Nick, you're going to answer 15 questions and one bonus question at the end, okay? You have three cheats to help you out. Twice you can ask for a hint, and I'll give you whatever kind of hint I can. And you will have one chance to Google the answer within eight seconds, okay? Uh, Now, at the end of the season, our top four contestants are going to come back and face off for a tournament of champions, and the overall winner will get a free year subscription to audiobooks.com. You can take it or give it to one of your audience members. And that is the rub, Nick. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Hell yeah, let's do this. Question number one. Nick, if you're wearing a bitchin' pair of Oakley blades, what incredibly overpriced 1990s accessories are you wearing? Sunglasses. Oakley blades. I'm not going to lie. I had some when I was like 13. (laughs) With the white frames. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
So sweet. One for one. Question number two here, a TV question, a film or TV question for you. Nick, this iconic director of films such as E.T. and Raiders of the Lost Ark just premiered his new film, The BFG, at the Con Con Film Festival. What director would that be? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. That's right. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., this new film, which I'm not sure is animated or live action, but it should be interesting. He'll make a lot of money. Of course he will. <laughs> of course he will. All right, Nick, two for two. Question number three. On April 16th, 2016, Beyonce released her new album. It shares a name with this refreshing drink, Pepsi, Lemonade, or Mint Julep? Lemonade. Oh, man, there was no hesitation. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to tell you it is Lemonade. Don't know what that's about, but that is the correct answer. Question number four. Okay. L. Ron Hubbard. Have you heard of L. Ron Hubbard? Nope. So this should be interesting. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard created this science. Big quotes around the word science as a method of spiritual healing. It's either Dianetics, Telekinetics, or Tom Cruise. Now, if you, <laughs> if you don't know who L. Ron Hubbard is, that might be tricky. <laughs> All right, you threw Tom Cruise in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with uh, Dian... Dian uh, I can't even say the word. The first one. <laughs> Dianetics. Lock it in on Dianetics. Well, it's a good thing it is Dianetics. That's Woo! correct. So how did Tom Cruise come to that? Tom, so L. Ron Hubbard created the Church of Scientology, and Tom Cruise uh-huh. is their biggest, like, you know, celebrity. He could have made him. He, he may <laughs> he have. Could've, he could have figured out, like, time travel through Scientology and just, like, made Tom Cruise. You know, <laughs> he might be just a crazy, like, mad genius and no one ever knew. Uh, four for four. All right, doing good. One more question in this round, and this is a sports question for you. Okay. Baseball season is back, and this team had the best record as of May 2016, despite not winning the World Series since 1908. So what team is this? The San Francisco Giants, the Texas Rangers, or the Chicago Cubs? Any thoughts? I am going to go with... Chicago Cubs. Locking it in on the Cubbies. Boom. <laughs> it that is the Cubs. Sure luck. <laughs> I, that's the one sport I never watch. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But you had enough of an intuition to know that I was right. I figured you don't have they don't have Sammy Sosa anymore, so how good could it be? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not, yeah, and they haven't won a World Series in over a hundred years. So there you go. Yep. After round one. Nick has a perfect score, five for five. Great start. So you feeling a little better? A little better, but I don't know if you're like hustling me. So let's uh, see. Uh, <laughs> name the atomic weight of cadmium. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, let's take a break here. We'll talk a little bit more about you. So I introduced you earlier. We can find you on secondflightacademy.com. I'll have links to all of Nick's stuff in our show notes podcastgameshow.com forward slash Cullen. 
So, uh, Nick, tell us a little bit about, we'll start with Second Flight Academy. What's that about? Yeah, man. So, uh, Second Flight Academy it actually was a spinoff of my agency. So, I started realizing that there was an interesting market of business owners and startups and companies that couldn't afford the agency rates, right? So, But they needed it the most, and oftentimes they settled with subpar agencies that really didn't deliver the results they needed. And one of the things I noticed was like, they just didn't know you know, what is the appropriate path or didn't even know the uh, digital landscape of how to build a strong strategy. So I was like, you know what? Let me build like a growth hacking academy that is an eight-week program that teaches the business owner or the small marketing team how to develop dynamic strategies without having to spend uber bucks for it and actually cut down the marketing costs for around like 50%. So we, I developed that and it just became a major success because so many people you know, found the value of learning it and being able to scale and repeat the process rather than handing it over to a person that simply just you know, doesn't know their industry as well as they do. All right, awesome. I'm going to go into this now, your fun fact, because this kind of relates to everything a little bit. So Nick's fun fact is you started your first business when you were 13, managing bands and artists on YouTube, uh, making like four figures a month, which is an incredible amount of money when you're 13. How did you get into that? So I was a musician myself. I actually was playing the drums at four and then picked up every instrument after that. But one of the biggest things I love to do is like I actually, my, my first goal was becoming like an A&R uh, director who like found bands, promoted them, worked in a label and all that stuff. And, you know, one of the things I realized that like these bands were, who were playing locally who were really good, they just weren't getting noticed. And back then, YouTube and MySpace was kind of reaching its prime. And I realized that there is a way to target people who are really into music that is similar to the people who are undiscovered. So on YouTube, actually, you, you could back then, and still kind of now, but it wasn't as robust as it was back then, um, you could actually see when someone made a comment on a, on a video. So let's say Usher, right, back then, back in the you know, late, early 2000, yeah. uh, in the late 90s, uh, you had these, these guys like commenting within like seconds of the video being posted. And you know, if I, I had an artist that was an R&B artist, I was like, okay, well, this guy kind of sounds like Usher and has the same style, and these people are literally commenting right now, and so I know they're on YouTube. So let me just create an automated script that pulls their username and an automated message that sends out saying like, hey, about a, about a comment you wrote on Usher's You Got It Bad. And then the body of the message would say something like, you know, hey, I saw your comment. It looks like you're a big fan of Usher. Actually, there's this artist I want to introduce you to for you to check out. And, you know, like, follow, and do all that good stuff if you, if you like it. And when you build an automated script that runs 24-7, uh, it... it, it it literally transformed the presence of these artists that like who were nobodies that like almost overnight have like thousands of views and subscribers and all this great stuff and it, it doesn't cost like any sort of marketing dollars. And that was kinda when I got my, you know, first step into the entrepreneurial world and growth hacking because no one else was doing it and you know, as a young kid, you know, <laughs> only and I figured, you know, there's usually four people to a band. And if each one like at least ponied up twenty five to fifty bucks, that that's definitely doable. <laughs> uh-huh. so, you know, so I, I charge like only like a hundred to two hundred bucks per per band and group, 
And uh, at one point, I had about 20 bands during a month's period. And it was, it was great because I never wanted to flip burgers or clean dishes or any of that. Um, <laughs> or, even, or even sit in a lifeguard stand and just melt. <laughs> so this, it, was, it was actually really cool, and it was a great way for me to kind of see that there's ways to actually, you know, not, you know, conform to what, you know, most people do at a, as a young adult and, you know, make your own path. Cool. And how old are you now? I just turned 26 just a few months ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're definitely still young, uh, but, you know, your business is doing well. How did you, you know, any overall just quick tips or strategies to how you, you know, grew your own business to be so successful so quickly? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that every person who's looking to get into it, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's so cliche to like Nike, but like you either there, there's the people who are, are always going to be the dreamers and the wishers, and the people who are going to be the doers, right? And um, you know, during that time, I struggled with that. Like I always got picked up at really good jobs, but I was never fulfilled. And you know, fortunately, a blessing in disguise, I was so trying to play that like gray area working at a job but trying to do my own thing yeah. and eventually it bit me in the butt and you know my you know the company I was working for they were like hey you Nick you're like trying to do stuff on the side but we need you to focus on what we hired you to do and I was making a six figure salary it was doing really really well and they kind of gave me the ultimatum I was only like 22 so I figured they probably figured like you know this kid is young making good money and we're going to just scare him out of his shoes and he's never going to do this again but that was like the the glowing moment of like you know what it's time it's time if I don't do it now I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life because as you get older you're going to have more responsibilities and uh, I figured you know what let me let me jump into it and it was six months of grinding but it it, it just had that amazing tip moment and everything just flourished after that um, so I would say for anyone who's you know on the fence or 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 getting a bunch, you know, getting treated like garbage because the family's like, you're an idiot. You should, you know, stick with the the safe approach. Or everyone's kind of like yeah. looking down on you. You know, just just ignore it. Just trust your intuition. Go with what fulfills you. And at the end of the day, you know, if you put enough effort into it, something good will happen. And I, I'm I'm a strong believer about that. And you know, it's all about meeting people and putting that good energy out there and eventually even you'll run into people who are willing also to help you out. That's awesome. So just go for it. It sounds like you definitely believed in yourself and you just went for it. That's a really cool story. And I'm glad it's working out for you. That's, that's inspiring to me and inspiring to a lot of people, I hope. All right. And Nick, before we get back into the game, thanks for telling us that, um, you have a random trivia fact that you brought today. What do you have? All right. So I, I was actually, I just kind of recently came back from my month-long honeymoon in, in Hawaii where I spent two, uh, two weeks in Maui and two weeks in Kauai. And it was a very interesting uh, fact that I, I, I learned while I was in Kauai. And um, the trivia question is, what is the ratio of people and chickens on the island of Kauai? All right, I'm guessing there's more chickens. I'm going to say the ratio, I'm going to say a thousand to one. That is 
more than an infestation, my man. There's <laughs> 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 actually only twelve. I was actually oh. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand to one. I wouldn't even imagine how crazy that would have looked. Like twelve to one was just insane. Like I'm telling you, man, you would walk on the street and you would literally see chickens everywhere, like <laughs> everywhere, like. It was insane. It honestly felt like there was more chickens than squirrels, chipmunks, birds, all together. It was just chickens. That's Hawaii for you. Uh, you know, it's funny. I live in New Orleans, and literally down my block, there's two chickens that are just chilling on the street corner. Not kidding. And I think one day they're going to jump me when I walk by. They're fearless, man. They are. <laughs> they are not to be messed with. Don't mess with chickens, folks. All right, Nick. That's awesome. Congratulations on your wedding, and I hope you enjoyed your honeymoon. Now it's time to show off your trivia knowledge a little bit more, and let's get into round two. Five for five. Got all three cheats. Now, Nick, this is an audio question, okay? I'm going to play you a clip from an animated movie, and I'm going to ask what actor is speaking here. So listen up. The choices are Hugo Weaving, Joaquin Phoenix, or Steve Buscemi. Who is speaking here? Just get out of here. I am about to revolutionize the scaring industry. And when I do, even the great James P. Sullivan is going to be working for me. Well, <laughs> now that was brief. I can play for you again. Um, who was that speaking out of those three actors? You have any idea? <sighs> All right. So it's definitely that like transparent lizard dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, it was it was Randall. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Locking it in. He's guessing Randall from Monsters, Inc., and that is all correct. Was it Steve Buscemi? Buscemi. <laughs> Whatever. That's it. <laughs> nice. Got a news question for you. At the end of May 2016... The last remaining Back to the Future ride in the world will be closing at Universal Studios. Which Universal Studios is is this last ride located? Either France, Japan, or the United States. Hmm. Didn't even know there was one in France. Japan. Uh, all right, so it's Back to the Future, right? Yep. Been to the one in Orlando. I've never seen one there. Back to the future. I don't believe there is one in LA. I think France is a trick question. And I'm going to go with Japan. Just because there's a Disney in Japan. And maybe there's an... Or uh, what you call it in Japan. He says Japan. I hate to tell you that the Back to the Future ride is closing in Japan. (laughs) Process of elimination. (laughs) Nice. There is no Universal Studios in France. The Back to the Future rides in America closed a while back. The last one in Japan is closing. RIP Back to the Future ride. Next question, a history question for you. Which U.S. president's... Which American president's inauguration was the first to be broadcast live on the internet? Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, 
or Barack Obama? Barack Obama. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Unfortunately, it was not. Great guess, because that would have been around the time, right time, I would think. It was actually Bill Clinton in 1997. Uh, uh, yeah. I stuck with precedence. I knew that was, I was, I was doomed from the start. <laughs> I felt like I used all my luck <laughs> for all the other questions. <laughs> Even if you got no more right, you're still doing well. Don't worry about it. Shake it oh, off. Yeah, I have, I have like lifelines. How yeah. did I not use it? Damn. <laughs> you haven't needed them yet. They okay. get harder. So, okay. okay. Next question. Tech question. Number nine. Way before the iPhone, Apple released the first consumer digital camera in 1994. It was called the what? The Quick Take, the Newton, or the Digishot? I know this one. Quick Take. Ooh, he seems, you seem confident. I had one. You had a quick take. <laughs> yes, that's right. I had a Newton. Yeah, it was one of my first little toys that back in the day, your parents are like, do not touch. But it was like the level up of a Polaroid. <laughs> yeah. Dude, well done. Last question in round two. In the comedy classic film Caddyshack, what is the name of the country club where the film is set? Bushwood, Small Pines, or Big Oaks? Bushwood. Bushwood, just like that. that. That one sounds really, really familiar. It is familiar, because it's right. Bush Wood. That is awesome. Yes, that's correct. Done with round two. You got nine out of ten. Last round here. Leveling up. And I have another audio question for you. <laughs> and I, I'm laughing because I know what you're about to hear, and it's so great. Uh, I'm going to play a video from YouTube. This is a clip of a guy having an argument with some kind of animal. What kind of animal is he having an argument with? It's either a yak, a zebra, or a giraffe. Have, oh, have a listen. <laughs> okay. Um, the animal was the one not speaking uh, Spanish or whatever language that was. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I know it's not a giraffe because it's like eye level to the guy. I remember this video. Uh, um, a zebra didn't have stripes, so I'm going to go with a yak. Actually, I thought it was a goat in the video, so I'm going to go with <laughs> a yak. All right. Much respect that you got that question right. That was a yak. I had a Google image search what the hell that thing was, and it was a yak. Yes, it's correct. Yeah, it, was, it was one of my guilty pleasures of that moment where I got obsessed with watching, like, goat videos screaming, and that <laughs> video, like, popped up. And it was, like, it was one of those videos I just, like, watched on replay just crying. Yeah, if you YouTube <laughs> man yak argument or something like that, it's, it shows right up. It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, that's a horrible sound. Well, you got it right. Ten questions correct. Question number 12 here. This is a history question. 
Oh, boy. The Civil War Battle of Hampton Road saw two ironclad ships, the Merrimack and the what, battle it out to an eventual tie. The ship we're looking for shares its name with a computer accessory. And it's multiple choice, if you'd like the choices. Yeah, I would love the choices. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nick, I thought you were going to impress me and just come out with it. So, the mouse, the monitor, the keyboard. I doubt they knew what a keyboard was. A mouse doesn't seem like a, uh, a terrifying boat. Let's try monitor. It was the monitor. Woo! It was the monitor. Well done. Question number 13. Where is the bile in your body stored? The gallbladder, the appendix, or the stomach? You have hints. Did he say gallbladder? I said gallbladder, appendix, or stomach. Where is the bile stored? I believe it's gallbladder. Wow, it is. Gallbladder. I have a sister-in-law who is in that field. Uh, Good to have. I remember hearing something about that. Question number 14. Two more to go. Ah. The uh, racket, this is not multiple choice. These last two. Keep that in mind. How many, how many uh, lifelines do I got? I know I, I haven't used any. You have two hints and one eight seconds to Google the answer if you need it. All right. All right. Let's do this. And you can combine you know, answers if you want. Um, okay. Or hints. The raccoon skin cap craze of the 1950s started with the release of what Walt Disney TV show? Raccoon... Raccoon skin cap craze. Did you say cat? Cap. Cap. Ha- hat. Cap. Oh, a hat. Okay. So let's let's get a hint. Let's get a hint here. There's a very famous song about him, and his title is "King of the Wild Frontier." Mm-hmm. Crack it. I know Davy Crockett used to rock that hat, but I don't know what the hell the show is called. I'm just going to go with Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett was the character. Was that the name of the the show, show, though? Yes, it was. Davy Crockett was actually featured in Back to the Future. Huh. When he goes That's back pretty- in time, all the kids are wearing the, the raccoon skin caps. What nice job. Last huh. question. And this is a science question. We're all pulling for you. Man, I wish you could have gotten a perfect score, Dick. You were been a great contestant. Only got one wrong. Let's get this last one right. Let's see. This is the second most abundant element in the universe. What is it? Uh, I have a... I have a, uh, what you call it, right? You have eight uh, seconds to Google and a hint. Let's use a hint. Your hint is hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. It's not hydrogen. Substance, right? Element. Or element. Periodic table of elements. 
Uh, I don't want to say oxygen because I feel like that's uh, that's a trick. What about um, helium? Helium. Well, let's see if that's correct. It's correct. Ooh. Helium. Hydrogen was number one. Helium was number two. I don't know what number three is. I don't care. It was helium. I had to guess. I would say oxygen. Yeah. Well, it would have been clab shirts up there. <laughs> well done, sir. You got 14 out of 15 already crushing it right now. You are among the top upper echelon of our contestants this season. You should feel good about that. We have one more question for you here. And this is absolutely important because in the event of a tie at the end of the season with another contestant who has 14, this comes into play as the tiebreaker. Okay. So, okay. Nick, for your tiebreaker, you have 20 seconds to name seven of the top 10 college football teams at the end of the 2015 season. So you know how they rank college football teams every season. You need to rank seven of the top ten at least. And your time starts now. Alabama. Clemson. Houston, Michigan State. Oregon. Ohio State. Iowa. Uh, uh, TCU. Uh, Notre Dame. Michigan, one, one second. Florida State. the last three you got were Notre Dame, Michigan, and Florida State. Yeah. All right, dude, that's a list. I'm going to go ahead and say you got a lot there. Let me tell you what the top 10 were at the end of the 2015 season. This is according to ESPN. Number one, Alabama. Of course it was. Number two, Clemson. Number three, number three was Stanford. You didn't say Stanford. Uh, Didn't even think of them. All right, number four, Ohio State. Yeah, you said that. Number five, Oklahoma. Didn't get that one. Number six, Michigan State. Number seven, TCU. Number eight, Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby, Houston. Number nine, oh, Iowa. Iowa. Oh, you did get Iowa. And number 10, Ole Miss. Did I just miss one? No, I missed two, right? You got eight. You got eight out of 10. You get credit for up to seven. So... You got as most as you could get correct. <laughs> nice. Well, Nick, at the end of the game, you have a combined score of 14.7. You have the highest score so far this season. No way. <laughs> well done, man. That is insane. Here, here I am, the guy who got like two out of the ten on your practice on your website. But you crushed it. So, well done. I got a feeling we may be talking to you again. Now, Nick, as you go here, as we send you on your way back into New Jersey, what, do you, what did you learn today? I learned that I should maybe give myself a little bit more credit than I, than I have with my random facts of knowledge. <laughs> and also, uh, Clinton was the first webcast inauguration. And we learn that you just need to believe in yourself and just freaking go for it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Nick, it's been a lot of fun, man. Congratulations on having the high score so far. And we'll be talking to you. 
Awesome, brother. Well, I hope to hear from you soon. That wraps up this episode. Nick crushed it. Is he in the playoffs at the end of the season? That's a good bet. I would I would expect to see him again coming up. And stay tuned because there's only two episodes left after this in the regular season. And then we rock it right into the playoffs where our top four contestants from this season will face off against each other head to head. And then the top two from there will face off in the final championship round. I already know what's going to happen. And it's exciting. So check it out. Only a few episodes left this season. Now, if you want links to anything we talked about with Nick, just go to the show notes page, podcastgameshow.com forward slash Cullen, K-U-L-L-I-N. It's all there. Uh, you can also check me out on, and we're going to make this about me for a second, on Instagram at Brandon Beard, B-E-E-Y-A-R-D. It's just all one word, Brandon Beard. Check it out. I'm usually doing stuff, and sometimes I post it on Instagram. And by the way, my new favorite segment on this show is man arguing with animal. I gotta find more of those. It might not even be a question. It's just gonna be people arguing with animals. I'm sure it happens all the time around the world. And come back next time as Shama Hyder, CEO of the Marketing Zen Group, discusses if Anne Frank were alive today, would she be a believer? Hmm. It's an interesting topic. Come back next time. We'll talk about it. Thanks for listening. See you then.